Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Dr. Julie Gatza, one of the nation's top chiropractic physicians with more than 30 years of clinical practice, helping thousands of patients resolve a spectrum of physical ailments. Dr. Julie is a co-founder of the Florida Wellness Institute, and she is passionate about our good health. So we are focused this morning on summer food safety, how to handle all those special items for our barbecues and picnics. Dr. Julie Gatza, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good morning, Kate. Glad to be back. I am so glad that you are back. I always look forward to our very important and health-focused conversations to to get us on track or keep us on track and and really focus in on uh, very seasonal, timely kinds of topics. Today being the fact that with summertime, we're looking at a lot of barbecuing and picnics and lots of uh, outdoor kind of feasting. And sometimes that can really bring us some problems in terms of the foods we eat, storing them and keeping them fresh. It's true. And, you know, I think when our grandparents grew up, every meal was cooked. So you sat there and you watched, you know, and learned from what was happening in the kitchen and outside. And, you know, we have so much uh, fast foods and choices that cooking is kind of, you know, a lost art with many and uh, so along with that comes mistakes because of the fact that you're not around it all the time or have been taught it. So, you know, as far as um, there's a, you know, you have to handle chicken sort of wisely because mostly what you're going to ha- experience with any sort of foodborne illness is generally um, it's going to happen from uh, handling, handling the poultry incorrectly. And, you know, from, you know, cutting boards and knives and switching things out, you know, there's a host of little things that we should mention so that people are aware. Right. So chicken is the the primary culprit. Uh, Is beef and fish not as much an issue? Not as much. Um, You know, if you get bad fish, pretty much you can tell it's bad. And, you know, people eat sushi all the time. So that's not a problem from the point of is it going to cause, you know, a food poisoning situation. But and beef, you know, people have steak tartare and eat raw beef and cook it very raw. So that's not really you know, an issue so much as the chicken and turkey, um, you know, problems. Right. So that's, you know, that's a really great thing to point out because, you know, it's logical, but I really didn't think of it in the terms you just expressed. So with chicken, we must make sure that we are very conscious of how we are working with it, have its own cutting mat, using separate utensils and, uh, and cooking it to the right temperature. That's right. And, you know, one of the things that people make a mistake is they'll um, use the same cutting board for the chicken and then cut up the vegetables. And it can often be vegetables that are going in the salad and not cooked. So you have that cross-contamination going on that way. Or maybe the knife was left on the counter and, you know, you don't realize what it was used for. um, And you're using that on, you know, fruit or whatever right after you've, you know, done something with the chicken. So, you know, you need to be aware of that as well as when you bring the chicken out to the barbecue uh, you bring it out on a platter, well, it should come back on a clean platter or the same platter cleaned because you don't want the cooked chicken then sitting in any type of the juices that it came out when it was raw. Again, one of those things that, you know, really needs to be pointed out. Otherwise, we are susceptible to making a huge error. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, the other one that people don't necessarily um, put in their mind is, you know, you might pack a cooler and um, you're not necessarily wanting to ice down the meat, 
or the chicken. So you put all the beverages in the bottom, put the ice on, and then put the, the meat or the chicken on top. And that juice can, can go down onto the lids or the tops of the bottles. And um, when you're opening and drinking those, now you're contaminating yourself with chicken juice. <laughs> so, you know, if you're going to do that, I would say, you know, bring a separate cooler or double wrap the chicken in, you know, plastic or something like that. So it's not going to be a problem with any of the juices leaking up. So when you mentioned putting the other meat, be it, say, the uh, would it be fish or if it were beef, it, that might not cause illness, but it certainly would taste horrible to get that onto a, a can that you're going to or bottle you're going to drink from. <laughs> That's right. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs a, a fishy pop. Yeah, exactly. So if if that were to happen, if somehow chicken was not handled properly and uh, say it got onto the salad uh, foods, what would happen to us? Um, generally, you're going to start feeling not so great stomach-wise, maybe nauseous. Uh, and if it really is a full-blown case, if you've ever maybe been to Mexico and got the water or got some food by accident and that you weren't used to, um, shortly after that, you're going to experience stomach cramping, diarrhea, possibly throwing up. And um, it's <laughs> when you say you feel like you want to die, full-blown food poisoning, <laughs> pretty much you feel like you want to die. It's just so unstoppable, and there's nothing in the throes of it that, you know, can relieve it at that moment. And, and that's a point, though. Could you actually die from food poisoning? I think you probably could if your immune system was really, you know, taxed at some other level. But I, usually people just come out of it thinking, oh, my goodness, I'll never do that again. So, you know, the, one of the first things that I'll um, – have people do when they ever feel like they've gotten food poisoning or, you know, something was off. Um, I have them take high quality digestive enzymes to help break down the toxins, the bacteria, um, inflammation, because enzymes um, not only break down your food, but they break down those other things. So you can take it on an empty stomach and help out with toxins, bacteria, and inflammation. The one that I use is called Absorbate because it it works so well, it's made so well, and I have my patients taking it just to break down their meals and get more nutrition from it, and then also have them, you know, take it for any time they're feeling sickly or even inflamed. So it doesn't necessarily have to be food poisoning. They can take um, the absorbate at night, and their hands might feel better in the morning or their back if it was hurting the day before. Great information just for overall general wellness. Yeah, it's, I mean, it works like a charm. And the other thing that you should have in your um, uh, medicine cabinet is activated charcoal. Um, charcoal soaks up toxins as well. So, you know, it's, it's well known for the a really quick, you know, sort of soaking up the toxins with food poisoning. Even college students that go out drinking will often take activated charcoal before they go out because um, it soaks up the toxins. Interesting. I don't know if they, they really need to know that, though, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> true, but I do remember listening. I was like, oh, my goodness, of course you're doing that. <laughs> yes. So um, you're mentioning these uh, digestive aids. How do people get more information about that? Uh, they can go to a website. It's um, naturesources.com. And they can read about the absorbate, the different forms that it comes in, you know, how it actually works. And uh, if they're interested and they would like to get some free samples, they can call up the 100 number, 1-800 number, and um, 
and use the code radio and ask for some free samples. That phone number is 1-800-827-7656. Wonderful. And we'll probably mention that again later on in our conversation. So so that's great. Starting with samples, at least, then you get a sense of it and get, get really on that more healthy regimen just for general all-purpose good health. It's true. And, you know, I've been doctoring for 32 years, and my major focus on every single patient that walks in is to get their digestive system working effectively and efficiently. Because if you have any complaints digestively from gas, bloating, indigestion, heartburn, acid reflux, constipation, or diarrhea, all that is is the body saying, yeah, this is not working well. There's no way you're getting nutrition from your foods if you have any of those symptoms. And the first thing that I'll do is give them enzymes because I think enzymes are more important than taking the multivitamin because you're going to be getting the nutrition from your food that you're eating rather than trying to take it in a pill. Let's wring the the nutrition out of food. The whole purpose for eating is to get nutrients. Right. And if that's not going into your body, it's, it's a pretty empty action that we are engaged in. Is uh, It's just in one end and out the other. Well, it's true. And, you know, I would have to say that over 90% of the patients that I see are at some level malnourished and they're not getting what they need despite the amount of food that they're actually eating. And it's because they aren't absorbing the nutrition that they're putting onto the plate or it's low quality nutrients on top of it. So, you know, we've got both of them happening in this country and, uh, you know, increasing the quality of the food that you're eating and then making sure that you're breaking it down. That's how I handle all my chronic problems, you know, including I'm a chiropractor, but including people that don't hold adjustments very well or their back continually go out or, you know, things that are um, digestively associated, including autoimmune problems, they stem from digestion first. That is so fascinating. So, I mean, it's not uncommon, particularly as we age, that we notice these aches and pains in our back, in our hips. But you're saying that it really is something that could be prevented to a, to some degree, at least, with our digestion and really getting all the nutrition we can out of our foods. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm a chiropractor, so I can't keep my hands off of my patients, is, is so to speak, from the point that, you know, if a bone is out of position, we want to line it and put it where it belongs so that the nerves free up. But, you know, behind all of that, it, unless there's some injury, usually it's a diet situation going on where people are missing um, nutrition despite, you know, having quote-unquote healthy diets. And, uh, you know, the first thing I'll do is, you know, ask them what's going on, you know, digestively. And, you know, even slight bloating is something wrong. So, I always say it this way, if you have any attention on your digestive system, even once in the day, then probably something's not right about it because it should probably just be operating in an, in an area where you never think about it. And um, that's usually when you've got great digestion. And in terms of digestion, so you're telling us about the enzymes we can take. Uh, I believe I've read, too, that we can use um, j- just he- some other healthy foods, that uh, fermented foods. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cultures in this country that came with their own cooking um, secrets. And a lot of them included, or I would say most of them included, some type of fermented food or digestive aid with each meal. Um, For instance, sauerkraut uh, is a fermented um, cabbage, and the Germans use that often, and it aids in digestion. You've got kimchi in the Korean um, uh, culture, and you've got, you know, the ginger in the Japanese culture, and, 
you know, even pickles in America and, you know, those side things are really important to help you digest. So anything pickled is always, you know, good for you while you're eating. And then things like um, even the parsley helps and mint in, you know, your water will aid in digestion as well. So there's lots of different ways that we can help this naturally. Uh, You just have to, you know, know about it and eat sensibly. Yes. So I, I love the idea of how you, you shared about the different cultures with the fermented foods. So this is something that we can just incorporate throughout the meal. I know if I have sushi, then, you know, there's the ginger on the plate. I sometimes have it through the meal or I might have it just at the end. So there's no right or wrong about that, right? Correct. Yeah. No, anytime that you want to eat it, it's, you know, it's, it's workable and helpful to the body. And you know, thinking about, say, sauerkraut, uh, is that something that someone would maybe use as a little snack food or, or kimchi because that might be more the inclination? Yeah, either one is fine. And, you know, even our coleslaw, you know, it's, it, you have the vinegar in there, and so that's going to be helpful to you as well. So, you know, even salads with vinegar also are aiding in digestion. Uh, you know, as a general rule, um, I like when people will eat protein first on their plate and then they'll eat the vegetables and then whatever else. So, you know, as great as salads are, I do believe that you need to, um, that we're deficient in protein in general. We're eating a lot of carbs. We're having a lot of, you know, pizzas and pastas and breads and sandwiches and croissants and things like this and uh, sort of ignoring the protein. So protein first, vegetables next, and then whatever else you want to eat. By that time, you're at least going to be filled up with the things that you need the most. So sometimes I I think, oh, I'm getting my big salad with lots of great vegetables, and I like to put some chicken on it, or I I might put some fish on it. I like having sardines on it, in fact. But really, I should eat those separately. If you're trying to make your digestive system not compete so hard, yes. If you eat protein first, you have enzymes that you're supposed to be um, secreting, and it says, okay, great, protein. We got this. We'll help you break down the protein. And then if you're eating other foods after that, it recognizes, you know, the different foods. Of course, we can't do that with every meal. There's many foods that are all conglommed together that there's no way to separate it. But when you're, you know, have the choices, yes, eat your protein first, your vegetables second, and then anything else comes up later. And should there be a time span between them? I mean, in ideal world, if we're, you know, in Europe and the meal is the thing, Yeah, if you can wait 10, 15 minutes in between each one of them, that does give your body at least the chance to digest those and start, you know, the process of of pushing it through and getting the nutrition from it. And then when you send down, you know, the next food, it's ready for you. And I know we've had this conversation in the past, uh, maybe a year or two years ago as summer came on and we were talking about barbecues and how to eat well and sensibly. And it was this, to eat the meat first, then to eat some of the side dishes. And you can even have dessert, but having it as really the last thing. So this is really, you know, if we would just remember this model, we're going to make ourselves healthier. True? Absolutely. And, you know, when you start to eat this way and, you know, just be a bit more mindful, you find that you're fuller faster. You don't need quite as much food. Um, You maybe start to drop a little bit of weight because of the fact that you're, you know, not just putting it all in and expecting the body to break it down. And, you know, you add the enzymes in on this one and you've kind of got this one licked. Um, You know, it's it's just so important. And, And, you know, if somebody's experiencing any type of digestive problems, Um, What's coming later is just, you know, anyone's guess 
because if you're not getting these nutrients diet-wise, you know, whatever propensity your family might have or weakness for some, you know, unwanted health problem, you're running right towards it with um, digestion not working properly. And so you're really giving us such a simple, methodical uh, path to take to do this in a natural way, uh, using enzymes, but certainly not running to get any kind of medications to help with digestion. No, because it just covers it up. What we want is we want the ability to break these foods down and get and wring the most nutrition from it. So, you know, when you're taking the -the over-the-counter things for indigestion, gas, bloating, constipation... Um, basically you're saying to the body, hey, we got this handled. Um, You don't need to work properly, so we will do this for you. And that's pretty much what any medication will do anytime you're taking it. So if we can find out why you're having these problems and why you're gassy and bloated and indigestion and heartburn, um, that's really going to be powerful because it will keep you healthy. And you'll notice that circles under the eyes start to change and your skin improves and you drop a couple of pounds and you're less puffy when your digestive system is um, working the way that it's supposed to. You can't make like a Superman digestion. All you can do is get it to work the way that it used to or it should have. Oh, yes. It, it occurs to me that in the, in the climate that we live in now and, and with food costs soaring, and you know, therefore my feeling is maybe we're being more conscious and thoughtful about what we choose and how much of it we eat but on the other hand, you know, I, I do see people kind of, you know, in a rush and they'll go get some processed food, like a bag of some Doritos. I, I actually saw a guy this morning uh, on the elevator eating a bag of Doritos, which I guess is his breakfast. I, I think I know what you would say about this. It's like big thumbs down. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone who can stop once you start. Those things are so weirdly good. But the fact is, it, it should be a treat. And it shouldn't be a staple by any means. And, you know, if you start to read the ingredients in there and you look at some of the things that are banned in Europe, um, they're in those bag of Doritos. And, you know, they're banned for a reason. But, you know, if you don't understand the ingredients in it or there's more than, let's say, five or six ingredients, probably you're eating something that you shouldn't be having. (laughs) And it's just going to stress digestion. And what happens over time is you start to irritate the intestine and these tiny um, holes that only allow nutrition into the bloodstream because the bloodstream will then carry all these nutrients to the rest of the body so you're healthy. What happens to those tiny holes in the uh, small intestine is they become large and inflamed. And now everything goes into the, bloodstream, into the bloodstream. So your body says, oh my goodness, this is not normal. This is a foreign body here. And the immune system starts to, to go on an attack. So this is autoimmune problems. This is chronic inflammation. This is people who have Um, poor metabolism and can't lose weight or they're hungry all the time and it's because the digestive system is is inflamed and and causing this problem. Because we've had just day after day, year after year of continued abuse of our system so it's deteriorated to this degree, right? Right, yeah, I didn't mean to indicate one bag of Doritos is going to do that. Right, no, well, and I I wasn't either. I was just trying to get this picture then of of doing this then on a repeated basis. And, And then you get to really unhealthy... Is there really a path back? Can we, I mean, we need to start, we or at least stop the bad behaviors, but can we, will the body repair itself? So easily, it's unbelievable. 
I mean, I see some of the worst situations change within 30 days of doing the right stuff. And usually they'll see a change within three, five days of just uh, not putting in the things that they shouldn't be putting in. So, you know, no one likes when I talk about this subject, but things that keep you from absorbing nutrients um, are very common, such as coffee, tea, soda pops, and carbonation. They change your digestive system instead of being acidic, which it should be like putting a steak in a piece of vinegar or in a glass of vinegar. The next morning it looks junky and cloudy. That's how your digestive system should be operating. But when you're putting steak in a glass of soapy water, you wake up the next morning and it looks like a piece of steak in soapy water. When you drink coffee, tea, soda pop, and carbonation, it's like the soapy water situation. It alkalizes your digestive system, and now you can't get nutrients in properly. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Nobody likes that. <laughs> well, and you, and for the most part, it, it's just the coffee that, that, that trips me up. And I think in the past you have said, you know, a little coffee is okay. Or, or should... Yeah, I mean, if you want to do it a few times a week, but, you know, the every day you're setting yourself up to basically not absorb properly. And then, you know, you're paying good money for food and you're preparing it and you're, you know, eating it and... You know, then you're thinking, why am I still hungry? Why can't I lose weight? Why am I tired? Why can't I sleep? And, you know, you have to look at the digestive system first. And, you know, if you clean this up and you see how much better you can be, then you can mitigate, you know, having some coffee here and there or having, you know, foods or a bag of Doritos. Not such a big deal. So when we look at beverages, I think we all know that we need to drink more water, at least be drinking water. So is that our fallback? Is that the go-to? It's always the go-to. And, you know, whatever system you have to get in, I am a camel, and it really, (laughs) really has taken a lot of work for me to make sure that I drink enough water in the day because I forget. And, uh, you know, I've done things like put, you know, rubber bands around a bottle and flipped them off every time I, you know, filled it and, you know, whatever, check marks and things like this. And I finally, you know, I'm starting to drink the amount that I'm supposed to. But, you know, anywhere from 8 to 10 glasses a day of pure water is acceptable and needed for the body. You know, you can flavor it with natural things, um, but you don't get flavored water. But if you want to, you know, put strawberries in it and let it sit overnight or mint or cucumber or, you know, any citrus, um, if you don't really like water, that does help you uh, consume it a bit more when it has some flavor to it. Yes. And so I think at one time I heard drinking the water is like really cleansing our system because drinking the coffee or dri- drinking uh, carbonated beverages, that that isn't cleaning. That's just putting more stuff in. So is that that's a good... Right. And then, yeah. And then what happens is when you put that in, you have this reserve of nutrition and uh, everyone's supposed to. And then you have to use your nutrients to break that down. So it's sort of a negative food. It's not necessarily giving you nutrients, but it is taking away from yours because you have to handle that toxin in the system somehow. And that's where you go and, and, you know, you become more depleted from it. And and I know this is a whole other huge topic, but I wonder if we can just sneak in mentioning what happens when sugar is a component in any of that liquid or the foods that we eat. Well, it, it stimulates metabolism in a way that, Uh, you start to crave the sugar um, more than just for that. So, you know, we do have a lot of sugar in our processed foods in this country. And, um, you know, we have a lot of sugar-addicted people. And, you know, they aren't um, making their own energy properly. They aren't absorbing nutrition correctly. And so 
you know, you, you need more sugar, you need another, you know, boost of something because you're too tired to get through your day, you can't get up in the morning. And then, you know, we have these, uh, bring up another topic, you know, the cell phones and the computers, and now we've got that coming into our system and trying to sleep at night. So it's just sort of a slippery slope. So, you know, getting yourself off of the obvious sugars is really important just for yourself, just, you know, how you feel, because when you do, you find that food does taste better. You don't necessarily need to stimulate yourself, stimulate the body with, you know, more sugars because you're, you're getting what you need from your nutrients and from your foods. Right. So how to approach this in in a really good methodical way? Do Is it possible to just eliminate all that or do people have a really hard time saying, okay, I'm going to go, like they give up smoking for using that as cold turkey. Do I go cold turkey getting rid of uh, all the the junk food and the sugars and uh, making sure that I eat in this very methodical way of more proteins than the vegetables? It's really about eating even more slowly. Yeah, it is. And, you know, if you take a week to sort of get yourself prepared for it, handle what's in your cupboards and, you know, start putting together a menu of what you're going to have. It doesn't have to be that, you know, significant. But, you know, when you do eat three meals a day and heavy protein and vegetables, um, you'll find that you don't need so much snacks. You'll find when you drink the water, a lot of times you were just dehydrated and instead of reaching for, you know, even a piece of fruit, you maybe just need some water. And so, you know, how many times have you reached into, you know, your drawer and had a, you know, a chocolate bar or a bite of something that, you know, just will get you through or you just have a hankering for? Well, it's generally because you've skipped breakfast, you didn't eat a good lunch, and you haven't been eating good food for dinner. So as soon as you start to eat well that way, a lot of these cravings go away. And you're just, it's, it's pretty simple. It doesn't uh, take forever to get yourself off of sugar. It's just, it's a decision and then eating well. Right. And then what should be simple is drinking the water because it has a way of, uh, it's it's healthy for us, but it fills us up. So maybe it's, I, I shouldn't be feeling hungry because I am full. That's right. That's right. And, you know, the other thing is if you get the body in motion, a lot of times, you know, the Europeans will eat their meals and then go for a walk. And we, my girlfriend had a party the other night. We had, oh gosh, so much food and then cake. And then she insisted we all go for a walk and, and we all walked around the neighborhood, which felt very European. And, you know, we came back and we didn't feel so stuffed and we had our bodies in motion. And it was only about 20 minutes, but it was so um, enjoyable and felt so good. And there was no, you know, hunger and even digestion seemed to work better from doing that. Right. So we can do this in a, in a very simple way. First is to make the decision. We came to this place from talking about food poisoning and how to prepare for summer outings, but I think it's, it's not isolated that way. This is our lifestyle that we're talking about, and that awareness helps us to live better, doesn't it? It sure does. And, you know, I treat so much chronic problems. Nobody comes to, comes to a chiropractor in general for chronic problems. And uh, so it's sort of the end of the line. And, you know, when I do teach people this and, you know, get them to follow what they need to follow, they really do improve their health in such significant ways. And, you know, overall, it's cheaper to do. And, um, you know, teaching them this, they now got their husbands and their wives doing this and their kids are starting to do better. And, you know, it's just it's just so tough in this country because we're bombarded with, you know, ads and commercials and things that, 
you know, we should try and eat. We're not going to be happy unless we have. And, you know, it's a a tough little battle to, you know, eat properly constantly. It is. And that's why we get to have conversations with you on a somewhat regular basis to get us thinking in the right direction and being a cheerleader to do the right thing to, to be well and healthy. Yeah, thanks. Good team. <laughs> Good team. Yes. So let's uh, let's mention the website for the supplements and the enzymes. Sure. The um, enzymes are called Absorbate, and you can find them at the uh, naturesources.com website. And if you would like to get some free samples, use the code radio, and you can call the one eight hundred number, which is one eight hundred eight two seven seven six five six. Yes. Well, Dr. Julie, it's always so wonderful to speak to you because uh, I do feel like you're you're our champion and wanting us <laughs> wanting to guide us on being healthier and and living a good life. So, thank you so greatly for your passion and for taking time with us this morning. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it, Kate. You're so welcome. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Dr. Julie Gatza and Sunday Morning Magazine with Ed Hagem. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of fun, talking about life, what our purpose is, and supporting each other in that. Have a week of the same, and then please, come to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.